Welcome to Red, White, and Brown, the podcast that discusses the interesting upbringing of Desi American immigrants and what happens when the Eastern culture meets the Western world. I'm Prerak. And I'm Sophia. And today we are going to be talking about colorism. And I really wanted to talk about this um, on season two because I really see this as an extension of the episode on racism. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think it's so timely to have this discussion because of everything that has happened this year, namely the Black Lives Matter protests. And I think the impetus for the South Asian community or South Asian American community, especially, um, to reckon with our role in anti-Black racism uh, is there and people are thinking about these issues. So, Prick, why don't you um, help us get started just with like the definition of colorism? Yeah. So colorism is essentially just discrimination against darker skin tones, um, oftentimes within the confines of the same race. So that's what makes it different from explicit racism, right? Because usually you think of racism as from one race to another. But for example, colorism could be discrimination against darker skin tones within the same race. So for example, within Desis, if you're more dark, maybe you're exper- experiencing uh, discrimination that someone who is lighter may not experience. So I think this will become a bit more clear when we talk about examples of colorism in Bollywood and maybe even the Desi world in general. So why don't, Sophia, why don't you start us off with just an idea of trying to show us where does colorism exist? Yeah. So honestly, I don't really think we need to do very much to quote unquote prove that colorism exists in Bollywood, right? I think people listening to us probably agree that Bollywood contributes to the problem of colorism. Um, and I think we only have to look at Bollywood celebrities to be able to tell that they are much fairer than the rest of the population, right? Like Google Bollywood celebrities and then open another tab and Google South Asian people or Indian people, and you will see the difference in skin color. That's a solid experiment. You guys should definitely do that. Do it. It's crazy. Like you're not even going to think that these people are the same race. Mm -hmm. Um, and You know, you only have to look at recent scandals, like the fact that Bhumi Bednikar had uh, basically, I don't want to call it blackface, but brownface. Like, she had dark makeup painted on um, in the movie Bala. And, you know, the fact that Bollywood would rather hire a light-skinned person and make her dark with makeup than just hire a person who has dark skin and, like, give the opportunity to a darker-skinned actress, like... That is absurd. Um, So I don't think you really have to look too hard to see colorism. It's just right there. It's everywhere. That's that's a great point. I think the crazy part is both you and I were probably brought up with the perception to a point that like good and gory, gori, gori, like the word gori in Hindi is almost synonymous. Like it's synonymous to me. So I'll be the first to admit like I probably contributed to colorism. I bought into it. But at least with this discussion, what I'm hoping is we can raise a little bit more awareness and become more cognizant so we can change, right? Mm -hmm. So I guess this was probably also in Bollywood most recently when we did our Indian matchmaking episode where like it was very evident that fair and lighter skin tone was like a positive connotation and like the exact opposite was a negative connotation. So I'm going to just start with an example that comes to mind right away. When I think about like Gauri being associated with good, Gauri Mm -hmm. literally means just white. But mm-hmm. in Hindi, it's almost associated with positive, great, beautiful. So think about the song, this song that I'm going to play. It's from Mehuna, which is a popular Shah Rukh Khan movie. Yeah. And in that, so- in that movie, there's a song called 
Goody, goody. And then I'm just gonna play the song. Goody, 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 goody. Kabi, kabi, kahi, kahi, chori, chori. Chup, chup, ke tum mila karo. Piyari, piyari, baate, baate, kiya karo. Par yun na milna kisi se kabhi. Hamare se ba. So here's what's crazy about this song, right? I, I listened to this song. This is one of my favorite songs ever. But then I went to this website. And now that we're talking about colorism and I'm more aware of it, I'm like, okay, so what does this actually mean? And on that website, gori literally means beautiful. And gora, which is like the man version of the word, means handsome. When you and I in reality know gori means like just wider and gora means also wider. But it's funny that on this lyrics translation site, which I'll link in the show notes, it literally translates gora into handsome. So I just think that just shows how intertwined this aspect of colorism is in our community, where like one word that we know means one thing has literally become synonymous with another word that it clearly does not mean, you know? So yeah. um, what, what did you think? No, I, I totally agree. It's just, I think language... Um, is very important and like it impacts the way that we think about things mm -hmm. and like 100% like white is just a synonym for beautiful like that is just kind of the way things are yeah and it, also the yeah. vibe of this song it's like positive like they're dancing they're partying like if you guys have watched this song it's literally like a ball and it's crazy that that's what they're they want like that to be associated with this gori and gora word right that's the literal title mm -hmm. of the song yeah so, do you have another example yeah i think that, i mean there are so many i think this is probably one of the most obvious examples like yeah. the, the title is literally white white yeah so yes <laughs> um but okay i'll play another example um and then we can discuss it sweet I know this song. So this this song is uh, Rock and Roll Sonia from Kabi Alvida Nakena. And it's unfortunately one of my favorite songs, but definitely not after this. Because as I told you, some of these things I've never even thought about until we had this discussion. So that's what yeah. I'm saying. People need to become aware of this. Um, but let me tell you why this is a little bit different than the Godi Godi example. Because in this song, I think if you, again, translate the lyrics, it's not just like white skin is good it's like white skin and then it says blue eyes and then it says like black hair so it actually translates over to a lot of other features that we associate with being like white you know you almost get like this reminiscent like usually people who are lighter skin tend to have bluer eyes you know like all of these things that kind of come together and it's just a little saddening to know that this is this is intertwined in the lyrics of, of one of my favorite songs yeah no i i agree i think it's you know, these are just a couple examples, but it's so common. Like, I feel like almost every song has some sort of reference to, you know what I mean? Being like, beautiful, being white, yeah, like blue eyes. It's, it's so common. These are just a couple. So, yeah, I want to play one last song. Okay, you. fine, you know, one play, more. We've played a lot of songs, but you guys, 
will will appreciate this because it hammers home a different point. And I'm sure you're going to know this song as well because it's very popular. So let's play it and then analyze it afterwards. <laughs> So super popular song. Um, I think the lyrics are kind of funny. I mean, it's literally just like white wrists and uh, it's like, oh, take me shopping. Like, sh- take me to a movie. Like, I have these white wrists. I'm beautiful. Like, I have fair complexion wrists. I think that's what it literally translates to. Fair complexion's wrists. Wrists. Which I never oh knew. Um, I, it just sounds so dumb, honestly, in English. Yeah, it does. But, like, but but the reason I wanted to discuss this one because like sometimes gori and gora are very explicit, but now this one chetia is like another word for white, which I didn't know. So like there's so many other examples of this, and the reason why this one is particularly prominent is I never even knew that like this is what it meant. I just like like the way it sounded. So it just goes to show like there's a lot of intertwined twined ways to go about talking about white and wrists, and so I, I can only imagine how many other songs there are that clearly have this level of implicit colorism in them, and it makes me a little sad. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I mean, I feel like people listen to these songs and don't really even think twice about the lyrics. You know what I mean? It's just like how we listen to, like, there's so many love songs about men and women, and we're not stopping and being like, oh, hey, but not everyone is heterosexual, so maybe, like, this isn't, like, how all songs should be. Like, we just accept it, right? Like, love is between a man and a woman. Like, and we don't really think twice, and, like, I feel like it is the same way with fairness and beauty being equivalent Mm -hmm. in Desi culture. It's just, like, no one's thinking twice about it. I mean, I think now people are, but for so long, they haven't. Um, And, yeah, I feel like that's why these songs continue to be produced. And that's why we got to have a discussion. we got to start the discussion. So let us transition from Bollywood to, like, our personal experiences. Do you want to start with any... I guess, experiences that you've had with colorism? Yeah, you know, I had to think a lot about this because sometimes, as I said, it's so implicit in day-to-day that I got habituated to it. But for me, I always remember when I talked to many of my close relatives about, like, my childhood and who I was as a baby, they always, like, say I was, like, a super fun baby because I had, like, super fat cheeks and also because I was, like, super goro, which, like, I just never realized until now about, like, that's really weird that you were, like, calling me fun because I was just wider than usual you know like but like i think what they meant by that was oh you were fun and goro as as they know like maybe it's synonymous with fun but it was just really interesting because i none of these people are bad intention i I think they just literally got carried away with colloquialism and how it's transformed um so i guess again that's interesting so basically they just thought you were a really cute baby yeah exactly but they called me they said i was cute because i was goro you know like so like it's like very explicit yes yeah what about you sophia um i feel like my experiences were probably a little bit more implicit because like there's not a specific moment when i was told that light is better it's just like something i've always known just like when all the princesses in the storybooks are white and like the actors and actresses in the main like 
the main character roles are white. And then, like, beyond that, there's, like, ads for Fair and Lovely on ZTV. You know? And, and let's be explicit. This isn't even just Daisies. Like, you're saying, like, this is princesses, right? Like, Jasmine. In Disney. And R- Rapunzel and, like, and all yeah, those. Yeah. Like, there were not... Exactly. Like, even within Disney, they didn't really have, like, any black princesses or anything like that until more recently. Yeah, Moana. I, I was thinking about Jasmine as being one of the more browner princesses from Aladdin, but agree. Most of them are actually white, like Snow White, Cinderella, <laughs> all of like them. Like Sleeping Beauty, yeah. like the Little Mermaid, all of them, all yeah. of them, like yeah. 100%. So I guess, so aside from personal experience, would you say there were other instances where you see colorism more broadly in the Desi community? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I feel like there's a few things recently that have happened. So like just when all of like the Black Lives Matter, um, movement stuff was happening there were things then and then even before that i would say um so in 2013 uh nina davaluri won miss america and so she was the first indian american miss america and Mm. and that's like a really big pageant you know like miss america is not a small deal it's something that millions of people like tune in to watch on tv people vote it's like whole thing and it was a big deal when she won Mm. um and after she won, there were several articles that were released about how she is someone who is too dark-skinned to ever be crowned Miss India. But, you know, that really goes and highlights the extent of the problem of colorism. And it just shows that the U.S. is ahead of India in terms of accepting dark as beautiful. And, you know, that's really surprising to me because racism is like such a prominent issue in America, right? Like, I would mm-hmm. not have thought that they would be ahead in colorism. And yet, this this kind of suggests that, which just goes to show that colorism is, like, a huge deal in India. And, like, if you equate colorism with racism, essentially, it almost is same similar because it's just within a race. It shows that this is not just a U.S. problem. We've made it a forefront because it impacts such a large percent of our population, but it impacts people all across the world. You know, like this is a real big issue. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I feel that even though racism does exist in this country, there is some you know, obsession and fascination with all things that seem exotic. And so like, (laughs) yeah, you will see a lot of non-white. I mean, yeah, you're going to see a lot of non-white models and actors and stuff now, now more so than before. But I do think that in terms of beauty and perceptions of beauty, like there is progress being made. I, I, you know, that doesn't mean that we in America find all colors equally beautiful or all hair types equally beautiful. I don't think that's Like, I don't think we've made that much progress, but I don't think it's any more um, the sort of ideal of, like, blonde hair is beautiful and, like, brown hair is not. You know, I I think that Americans actually find South Asians, at least, like, you know, the examples that come to mind are, like, Priyanka Chopra or even Deepika, who's been in, um, you know, a couple Hollywood movies. Mm, That's right. That's right. Like, Americans do find them very beautiful. So I do think our ideals of beauty have shifted. But I do agree that, you know, someone like Nina, I don't think I've seen a Miss India who's even close to her skin color. Mm. So, you know, there is progress being made, but we're still, we still have a long way to go. Um, and of course, there's the whole fair and lovely fiasco that erupted um, in this over the past few months with the BLM movements and whatnot, right? Yeah, I mean... 
I feel like Fair and Lovely itself is just a fiasco. Like the whole <laughs> the whole existence of the brand is crazy. I mean, so basically this year in 2020, they changed their name to Glow and Lovely because there's just been so much backlash um, against these skin lightening products. I don't really think changing the name does anything, but it is a small step. Um, in the right direction. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's, because language does matter. So at least if we're not, you know, emphasizing the fair aspect, like, okay, that's somewhat better. But I don't know. I feel like part of the issue, too, is like, at least within Bollywood, a lot of actors and actresses get their start in the industry through modeling and they make a lot of money doing these fair and lovely ads. And so then it's like hard to break the cycle because like people who are just starting out need money. And so they do the ads and like fair and lovely, you know, has a lot of budget, right? So they're going to pay pretty well compared to like a local Indian brand because yeah. fair and lovely is owned by Unilever, Unilever, however you wow, say it. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, I mean, at the end of the day, fair and lovely is white people selling products to Indian people to make their skin whiter. So yeah. like it's problematic. Yeah. But um we, you we know can, we can try to address it, I guess. But I think it's sad, but honestly sometimes thinking about problems like this makes me feel really pessimistic about the world because I'm like, oh my God, there's so many things that are wrong and I don't know what to do and I'm so upset. Uh, but I guess that's where this podcast comes in because I think the reason we started this was to really figure out ways to tackle issues like this one step at a time. So Sophia, is there anything that you're thinking that we can do at least right now to start to turn the tide in this wave away from colorism? Um, any ideas at all for, for listeners? So, okay. I think one thing, the first thing that needs to happen, I think is actors and actresses who have promoted fairness creams in the past and who are now, you know, big and successful and they've made their money, they need to come out and say that, hey, I did that before and I promoted these products and that was wrong and I'm sorry and I don't agree with it and I'm never going to do it again. And, like, I think that's, like, step number one just so that people can kind of see that, you know, these influential people don't agree with the concept of, like, skin lightening. Mm-hmm. Um because people in India, for sure, like, follow Bollywood so much. Like, it's, you Not know sure. what I mean? It's just you such a big be- deal that if if they come out and say it, like, these actors and actresses that, no, I don't support this, then I do think that's going to make a difference. And yeah, you need to have your idols step up, right? Because... To a certain extent, they don't even have to say that was wrong. They just have to say, this is not right today, right? Because I agree, a lot of this is very societally based and sometimes we all make mistakes. So they can just say, this is not the way it should be and this is how we need to change it moving forward. And it can just, you know, be a very good discussion. Yeah. And I think, honestly, like, besides that, I do think these people also need to stop letting magazines and like TV and stuff edit them and like change their skin color. Cause there's a lot of editing and filtering and stuff yeah. that's happening. That needs to be made explicit because sometimes they might not even know that's happening. So I agree with you. They need to say like, this is not okay. This is not something. Yeah. Happening. But, but I mean, here in the U S mm-hmm. this happens a lot. There have been a lot of scandals where, um, you know, magazines will like edit mm-hmm celebrities like i think this has happened with beyonce before too where like a magazine has edited her and like made her skin lighter or made her eyes lighter and like and maybe this is someone else but i just remember the person coming out and being like yeah this magazine edited me like this is wrong they should not be doing this and so yeah i think these 
celebrities need to kind of take a little bit of ownership. And if they see that, hey, like I'm like five shades lighter on that magazine cover than I was in the original photos, like or or I am, yeah, or then I am in reality. Like they kind of need to be like, yeah, hey, like don't do that. I'm fine the way I am. Like you don't need to edit me and like portray this like fake picture. Yeah. Um. So I think yeah, that needs to happen. Absolutely. Uh, and then from my end, I think one thing that we can do to improve the situation is just to start have conversations with other people, right? Like, for example, today, a very, very, like, organic conversation we just had was with the song, Chitiakalaya. I was just so surprised that it meant what it meant. And just you telling me, like, oh, yeah, this is what it means. I was like, oh, my God. Now, next time I listen to this song, I can bring it up with someone else. And then they maybe will bring it up with someone else when they hear the song. And not even saying, like, oh, this is horrible. What a disgraceful song but even just saying like wow look at these like implicit facets of colorism that are in like everyday aspects of desi life like we should really be aware of them so that way next time it comes up we can say like okay that's not right and maybe we can try to say like hey we need to shift away from this right and so i think that was my personal revelation i had and just based on our conversation i was like wow that's awesome that you and i can have this conversation back and forth without any canceling and just say like whoa this is something I didn't expect. Thanks for teaching me that. And I'm going to hopefully carry it on and tell someone else. Yeah. Um, what about you, Sophia? Any additional? I mean, I would go a step further than what you just said. And I think that, I mean, it's kind of an annoying ask, but I think that if we want to change anything, then people need to kind of boycott these songs. And mm-hmm. like, you know, every time you listen to a song on YouTube or Spotify, you're giving it more views or more listens right so like that's what's going to determine whether this song is quote-unquote successful or if it's like a chart topper or if it's a number one hit Mm -hmm. so i think that if as a society we want to change these things like and there's a song that comes out that's really uh problematic don't listen to it and you know that sends a message to these producers that you know yeah like the audience doesn't want this sort of messaging like they don't want songs about whiteness so like they'll stop making them yeah um but it's kind of annoying and i don't i don't know that people necessarily have the uh, discipline or um the um i don't know like people care enough yeah Yeah. level of commitment is i think what you're i agree with you on that um i mean another there's a lot of ways to approach this right so that's just one but i think another thing is also giving people in bollywood who are darker more opportunities and lead roles and whatnot. Cause I think that's going to be massive for someone to say, Oh my God, that person looks like me. Cause yeah. like, for example, Vivek Murthy is the new surgeon general of mm-hmm. the United States. And I was just like, how cool is it? Like a dude like me or who looks like me is like in the highest doctor position in the United States. Yeah. And I was just very blown away that by that, because that redefines what I think now is possible. Like now I see someone like me doing something like that. I'm like, oh, the world is my oyster, right? So I can only imagine feeling the same way if Bollywood did something like that for the general public, the general Indian or the general Desi person, you know? Yeah, I mean, I would agree with you. I feel like as it currently stands, I don't think these actors and actresses represent the average person. Like Ashwarya Rai, for example, who's like the most popular, you know, Mm -hmm. actress, um she has green eyes that is such a rare mutation in the indian population right like what one percent or 0.5 percent of the indian population has green eyes like that's not common like don't tell me she represents the average woman you know yeah um so i think that 
yeah, just like giving opportunities to people who do look more like the average, um, average skin color, average height, average hair type, like whatever it is. Um, I think that's important. And like, I do think there's so much opportunity. Like there are so many like good looking men and women who can fulfill these roles and who have like an average skin tone. Like the average is beautiful. Yeah. Average is. is, I mean, everyone is beautiful and guess what? Everyone is generally average. And so average really is beautiful. And I think we need to stand up for that a bit because I think there's this, this belief that average is not beautiful. Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. I just think like even someone like Deepika, it's just like, she's whitened on so many of these like magazine covers and stuff. And like her, her actual skin color is like, I would say darker than like, you know, a Katrina Kaif or whatever, Mm -hmm. but like Deepika is still like the prettiest person in any room that she walks into, you know, like even in her normal skin color. So like, why has Bollywood not accepted that? I don't fully understand, but I just think there are enough people and you know, there's just enough like good looking people who have a normal skin color. So like, there's a lot of good looking people. There's there's no dearth of like talent, you know, so (laughs) they just need to, give those opportunities to people who are not in star families and like, you know. Yeah. I think, um, at the end of the day, I think Sophia, I see you do this a lot too. And it's kind of inspired me, but like another thing we all can do is just follow a couple of creators who, who maybe don't represent this ideal that Bollywood is putting out or even the basic community at large about like, Oh, someone with a darker skin tone or someone like Nina, who clearly has faced a lot of obstacles in, in going about being Miss America and still facing a lot of colorism from the, they see community. So doing things like that, showing support. And I think those are all ways that we will slowly learn to, to change the tide, so to speak. Right. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you because nowadays I do think with social, it's really important for these up and coming models or actors and actresses. Like if they have a big following, they're more likely to get roles. Mm -hmm. So like if there's someone who, you know, you like their work and you feel like they represent you, then like, Follow them on like the social platforms, yep. like things Give like that. Give them the power. Give them the power. Exactly. Power exactly. Because if they're able to show like they have, you know, a huge audience, then like they are going to be more likely to get these roles. And like, I-, I think it also goes beyond just skin color, right? It's like following people with different body types, like people with disabilities. Like, oh, if, yeah. Like, snaps, if you, snaps to that. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you want to see people who represent sort of just like society and like the average person, then like, yeah, we are going to have to support these people. Support the people you relate to. I think that's a pretty solid, um, solid way to end the show. All right. Um, So that's the show. Thank you guys for listening. I I thought this was actually a great conversation. I learned a lot from you, Sophia. Oh my goodness. Well, I am so glad. I hope the audience found it helpful. Um, I really hope that you guys have already subscribed, have already rated and reviewed, but if not, please do so. Um, it really helps us out, and obviously we're not really getting paid to make this show or anything. We're so. actually actively losing money. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, if you want us to keep making it, please uh, rate, review, subscribe. Follow share. us, right? Yes. Follow us, because we're someone we're you relate to. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're very average folks. <laughs> so, um, yeah, if you can share this show with friends, that would be immensely helpful. And we will see you guys next episode. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.